Welcome to the Live for Eternity podcast. There's never a point on this side of eternity where we achieve perfection and have no way of improving. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you all have had a great week. I know that uh, here in central Arkansas, the weather this past week has been incredible and it seems like it was so long getting here. Uh, it was a frozen tundra here a couple weeks ago. It was a rainforest the week after that. And then uh, we finally got to experience some nice, warm, sunny weather this week. Now, I know it's February, so uh, this beautiful weather isn't going to last. In fact, by the time this podcast comes out, we're probably back to um, a cold, muddy, muggy rainforest again. But um, with this little break in the weather and the nice weather that we've had, it's got me at least thinking about spring and some summer activities. So. Uh, let me just tell you how serious I am about that. I have finally uh, started cleaning off my fishing boat so that I can spend some time on the water whenever it, it really does warm up. And, um, you know, if you're into fitness, then this is just about time for cutting season, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, if you don't, if you're not familiar with that term, it's a phrase that weightlifters or bodybuilders use to describe the season where they work on losing body fat and building muscle to get as lean and as trim as they can. And this usually follows immediately a bulking season where they put on weight to later turn into muscle. So a friend of mine has explained this strategy to me, and it makes a lot of sense. Uh, so during the winter months, um, especially around the holiday season, um, that's a great time for them to bulk up. They're already less active because the weather isn't so great outside. Um, and all of our holiday traditions seem to revolve around food and it's cold. So you're going to have plenty of clothes on to cover up your body. So if you put on a few extra pounds, uh, it's okay. Nobody's really going to notice. And so it makes a lot of sense to use that time to put on some extra pounds that you'll get rid of later or that you'll turn into muscle later on down the road. And then, as the weather starts to warm up in late winter, sometime around now, that's the time to turn all that extra fat into muscle and to get rid of unnecessary body weight. That's when uh, these guys normally, or girls, hit the gym harder. Uh, that's when they start to try to burn more calories throughout their day, and they're stricter about what they eat. Uh, after all, I mean, it won't be long before uh, it's time for outdoor activities such as swimming. And who doesn't want to look their best in the summertime, right? I understand that uh, this approach isn't necessarily ideal for everyone, but it does make a lot of sense. As a runner, I tend to go through a similar phase of cutting back the intensity and the amount of my running through the wintertime. And there's honestly very few races that happen in the middle of winter around here, so it's a good time to recover from the hard work you put in through the rest of the year. And ideally, uh, it'd be nice to maintain weight through that time, but honestly, I still put on a few pounds through the holidays. I, I try not to let my eating get out of control, but I'm also not too concerned about my weight going up a little bit when my activity level decreases. But this is also because I know that once the new year starts, it's time to start training harder, and that will take me back to where uh, I was at a similar body weight and body composition as before. And that's where I am right now. I'm building back running fitness and cutting back on unhealthy foods to make sure that I fuel my body properly for the training that I'm doing. 
Um, if you're into bodybuilding, it's time to start cutting out that extra body fat and the extra calories that you don't need to get ready for summer. And even if you don't run or lift weights, chances are you probably had some sort of New Year's resolution or some sort of a goal just to get in better shape this year. So whatever your situation is, that means for all of us, it's time to get cut. Get cut. There's several ways that phrase can be interpreted. So whenever I hear someone talks to, talk about getting cut, uh, my first thought is what I just shared about losing extra body fat to be at your peak physical condition. That's just what my mind goes to when I hear someone say, get cut. Uh, one of my favorite ways to get cut, though, is whenever it comes to my hair. I love getting a haircut, especially in the summertime. It's an amazing feeling to me walking out of a barber shop, feeling the wind hit the back of your neck and cool you off. And, you know, I'm fortunately, my hair grows uh, pretty quickly. And so just getting it cut makes me feel so much lighter and just gives me confidence. It makes me feel better about myself. Now, some of you may have negative feelings about getting cut from a team. Fortunately, I never had to worry about that. I played high school baseball. I never had the slightest concern about getting cut from the team. Now, I also never worried about playing in a game because that didn't happen either. <laughs> I was technically on the team, but you never would have known it if you just looked at my stats. Um, I think I probably set a record for being the first senior player in school history that didn't even start on the junior varsity games. Uh, not that I was that bad at baseball. I just didn't put forth the effort to do anything to try to stand out to the coach. So I didn't really get very much playing time at all on the varsity or junior varsity team. But I didn't get cut. Although I did quit uh, halfway through my senior season. But uh, whenever I coached high school archery, we could only bring 24 students to compete at our competitions. and. At those competitions, we wanted to represent our school well. We wanted to do our best to win, so we only took the top 24 archery students to compete to represent our school. Uh, many years, we'd have 40 to 50 or more students on the team that showed up to practice after school for months leading up to the competition, and they put in a lot of time and hard work. It wasn't anything personal towards the students that didn't make the team. Um, in fact, we would keep score during the last few practices before competition so that the decision was solely based on their scores. And how we felt personally about a student didn't factor into our decision at all. It was just about the numbers and their shooting abilities. Students understood our rationale. No one ever really complained about not making it to competition because they understood our approach. But still, I know it didn't feel good to get cut from the competition team especially after the investment that many of them put into it. But no matter what that phrase, get cut, reminds you of, the definition is basically the same all the way around. Getting cut is removing whatever is unnecessary or whatever impedes progress towards your optimum potential. And We usually think of this as an optional process that could result in greater progress or growth if we get rid of certain things. And we even see Bible verses to back this up. Hebrews 12.1, I love this verse. It says, therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand 
of the throne of God. Now, this is a verse that I hear uh, runners throw around all the time, and they even use it for uh, a type of spiritual motivation. After all, what runner doesn't want to run with endurance, right? I mean, that is the goal for all of us, whatever distance you like to run, however you like to compete. We all want to run and need to run with endurance. But the secret to being able to run with endurance is found earlier in that verse. It says to lay aside every weight and the sin which so clings so closely. So it's saying in order for us to be at our best, there are things that we have to cut out. Now, some things are easier to tell, and others take a deeper look to see what needs to go. I know that the lighter that you are, the more efficiently you can run. That's why running companies are always trying to make lighter shoes and lighter running gear. And that's also why I personally like races that have plenty of aid stations so that I don't have to carry so much food and water and gear with me. And it's also true for our body weight when it comes to running, and it's been scientifically proven as well. Research tells us that for every pound of weight you lose, you can run two seconds faster per mile. All things, everything else being considered equal, for every pound of weight that you lose, you can run two seconds faster per mile because you're more efficient. Now that might not sound like much, but that can make a huge difference in long races or in races where you're trying to outcompete somebody else. Six seconds in a 5K race could change a lot. I'm at a place right now where I'm about six pounds heavier than what I believe my ideal weight is. And I know why that is, because it's because I'm eating like I'm running eight miles per day like I did last fall, but I'm not running eight miles per day, at least not yet. Now, I won't do anything crazy right now to lose that weight, um, but I do plan to slowly start cutting back on calories so that I can gradually get back to my ideal weight as I continue with my training. I know that I need to do that if I want to be my best. And here's the principle we learned from this verse. Your potential is limited by what you're willing to let go of. Think about that. Your potential is limited by what you're willing to let go of. There are levels that you'll never get to if you aren't willing to make certain sacrifices. What you do in those moments is determined by how badly you want the next level and if the payoff is worth the sacrifice to you. Now in leadership, I've heard this called the leadership pyramid. I first heard this taught by Pastor Rod Loy at North Little Rock First Assembly. Uh, the principle states that the higher you climb in leadership, the less rights or freedoms that you have as a leader. When you aren't responsible for anyone, you can get away with more. But as you begin to climb higher in leadership, your influence increases, and you begin to represent your business and organization and the people under your leadership in a greater way. And how high you go in leadership is determined by the rights that you're willing to give up. So let me give you a personal example. Uh, when I worked at Walmart years ago, I eventually became the Garden Center Department Manager. And after doing that for a couple years, some of the assistant managers above me asked me if I was interested in a promotion that they thought I would do well at. When I asked a few more questions about the position, I found out that if I took that position, they would have to have complete control of my schedule, including Sundays. I told them that I wouldn't budge on needing Sundays off so I could be at church, and they said they wouldn't budge on me needing to be available to work on Sundays to take the position. 
So, therefore, my leadership limit was reached because of the rights I wasn't willing to give up. Now, a friend of mine that is brutally honest told me, it doesn't take any talent to run long distances. It's just a matter of how hard you're willing to work and how much you're willing to suffer. Now, if you're like me, immediately when he said that, I wanted to get offended and argue with him because I just thought, no, it takes a lot of talent. I'm building my talent. But I started to think about it, and honestly, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, genetics can help you make progress faster or even reach a higher eventual potential. But the majority of things that determine your competitiveness in long-distance running are within your control. Now, if I was serious about being the best ultra runner in the Arkansas running scene, I could probably get to that point. The only thing stopping that from happening right now are the things that I'm not willing to give up. So for one, there's time. Most of the top athletes in the world got there because they spent more time training than almost anyone else. And there's a correlation that all things being equal, the more you train, the better you get. So if you want to get better at running, you need to spend more time running. If you want to get stronger, you need to spend more time in the gym lifting weights. If you want to get better at writing or speaking or creating things, then spend more time practicing those things. Now, I don't spend enough time running and training to run for me to compete at the highest level. Now, I can get pretty good if I keep doing what I'm doing right now, but I don't expect to win unless I commit quite a bit more time to running than what I'm currently doing. And right now, time is one of my limiting factors that caps my potential. And I'm okay with that because I prioritize family time and getting adequate rest to make sure I fully recover more than I desire to win long races. Situations may change in the future where I have more time to devote to running and training, but right now, there's a limit. Another limiting factor is money. Now, I think we all could agree that running is mostly about hard work and your mindset, but there are things that you can buy that will help you perform at a higher level. Carbon-plated shoes have been proven to help you run more efficiently, which can give you a big boost in races. But they also cost quite a bit more money than regular running shoes, and I'm not willing to pay that much for shoes at this time. However, uh, if you do own a running shoe company, that has carbon-plated shoes and would love to be a sponsor of this podcast, then by all means, please reach out to me and we will see what we can work on together. You know, there are also nutritional supplements that have been proven to enhance performance and boost recovery. But the top ones that are the best at that, they cost more money than what I'm currently willing to pay. Right now, I'm not paying for a gym membership and I'm not paying for a coach. Both of those things could greatly improve my running game but they cost more than I want to pay right now. Whenever I began my health journey a couple years ago, there were several things that I had to cut out and to give up to get to where I am today. I knew going into it that I wasn't at that time living a life of health, and it was becoming more apparent in uh, the weight that I gained and even in my attitude. And so uh, here's a few things that I had to let go of to cut out to pursue health, to get to where I am today. First of all, I loved late-night junk food. I could eat a whole big bag of chips uh, or an entire package of Oreos in one sitting. I ate any time that I started to feel just a little bit hungry. And then I ate until I couldn't possibly eat another bite. The challenge that I was a part of to start getting healthy, um, one of the rules was no carbs after 2 p.m. So all that junk food in the afternoon and evening had to go. 
I ended up from time to time going to bed feeling a little bit hungry, uh, but that was something that I was willing to tolerate for the positive health benefits I received. I also cut out sodas and replaced them with tons of water. There were times where I would drink an entire two liter bottle of Coca-Cola in one day. I would buy it for the family, but it wouldn't last through the evening and I was the only one that had drank any of it. If I wanted it, I drank it. It was difficult to choose water over those flavored carbonated beverages, but eventually the taste of regular Coca-Cola lost its appeal. Another thing I had to cut out was the desire to be comfortable and lazy. I'd created a habit of crashing in the living room after getting home from work most days, and once I got settled there on the couch or in the recliner, it was almost an act of war to get me to do anything productive. I would also sleep in until the very last second each day, um, and our mornings were almost always rushed and stressful and chaotic because we waited so long to get out of bed. Whenever I started pursuing health, laziness had to go. I had to wake up early to get my runs and my workouts in. And because I was overcoming laziness at the start of the day, that helped me continue to do that through the rest of the day. I found myself getting home from work and looking for housework that I could do because I had the energy and the drive to be productive. And it got to where it almost felt weird to sit for long periods of time or to sleep in until daylight. Uh, Another thing that I ended up having to cut out was mobile games and spending hours staring at my phone. And I'll admit, this one was tricky. Now, I haven't shared this, uh, this one with many people, but there was a phone sniper game that I was completely addicted to for years. Uh, on that game, I'd invested a lot of time in it, and I was one of the top players in the world in that game. But, as it goes, in order to be the best, you had to be willing to spend hours and hours playing every day. I had progressed quickly through the game, and I loved the feeling of winning the competitions and getting the game rewards that it brought me. So my wife and I had numerous discussions about this game through the years, and she told me over and over again that I was spending too much time playing it. Sometimes I would argue with her, um, other times I would agree with her, but no matter what the outcome of that argument was, I wouldn't change. And as much as I genuinely tried to quit, I just couldn't. I was addicted to it. So whenever I began this health journey, I knew I couldn't do everything needed to be healthy and still spend all that time playing the game every day. Ironically, once I began learning healthy disciplines, then staying still and playing a game like that just lost all of its appeal. The day I quit playing that game, it wasn't even a big decision. I just realized it wasn't worthwhile anymore, so it was no longer fun to play. It was a step that needed to happen, but ended up being easier than I thought once I saw what was more important. And there are things in your life now that are blocking you from getting to the next level in whatever you're pursuing. Some barriers are non-negotiables. You can't and you won't and you shouldn't get rid of those things. They're too high of a priority for you to remove. For instance, a non-negotiable should be your faith. If you're trying to make more income, your faith should limit you to only pursuing more money by honest means. Now, there are ways that you could make more money, but your faith is more important than pursuing those routes. But think about other things in your life that are standing in the way of you reaching your goals. So right now, I have a goal of writing a book. I've had the idea for almost two years now, but I haven't made much progress until just recently. So what was standing in my way? 
Well, one was a fear of investing time into a project like that and it not turning out the way that I dreamed it would. But honestly, the biggest obstacle was just time. I hadn't been willing to invest some dedicated time to start collecting my thoughts and lining them out in a book outline. I would spend my free time getting distracted, or I would just take care of little tasks that I didn't necessarily need to be focusing on at that time. And I knew that if I was ever going to reach that goal, I had to start investing some serious time into it. So last week, I made a start. I created the document on my computer and I started lining out what I wanted in the book. Now, I'm not sure from this point how long it's going to take me to complete it, but at least I have a start and I started making progress. And my plan moving forward is to keep investing some time into it each week um, to keep making consistent progress. Now, there's a chance that after all this talk about potential and about chasing your dreams, that you're still having the thought, you know, I'm pretty happy where I am. I don't think there's anything in my life that I need to cut out or get rid of. Well, so far, everything we've talked about has seemed optional. It's a means of reaching a goal if that's what you want to do. You can cut things and improve, or you can settle for where you are. But what if I told you we really don't have that choice? What if getting cut was required for everyone, regardless of their individual desires or goals? You know, as it turns out, that's true. In John 15, 1-2, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser, or the gardener. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Now, I don't remember who, but someone um, shared this verse with me years ago and made the point that we all get cut. If we're unproductive, we get cut off and thrown away. But if we are productive, we still get pruned so that we can be even more productive. There's never a point on this side of eternity where we achieve perfection and have no way of improving. The analogy of a growing vine is effective because that's how things happen for us. Things tend to start small and then grow from there. Now, ideally, we want the right things growing that will eventually produce the right kind of fruit that we want. But the wrong things will also start small where we don't even notice them. They seem insignificant and they're not really a problem at first, but then they start to grow. And it's hard for us to see it getting bigger because the progress is usually so gradual that we don't notice it. But before long, we now have this giant issue that's grown into a big part of our lives. And it takes the strength right out of us and we don't even notice it. It caps our potential, but we can't figure out why we aren't getting better or why God isn't opening doors for us that we're praying for. For one, this is why it's important that we routinely take the time to do some internal soul searching and also to ask God to reveal anything in our life that isn't pleasing to Him. If something has become part of our life, our natural reaction is to justify keeping it there. After all, it all started because it was something we saw as harmless, and no one likes to admit that they were wrong about a decision they made. Cutting things out of our lives, it's rarely easy. We get attached to things and to people, and the roots grow deep, but getting cut isn't optional. It's required for all of us. The decision is whether we will get rid of those unproductive things ourselves 
or if they will be taken from us. It's either cut or be cut. And we see this all the time in the world around us. You can choose discipline now and experience health, or you'll be forced to choose later when your life is on the line. You can choose to make wise financial decisions now and experience the blessing that comes with having more money, or you'll be forced to choose to be wise with your money later when what you have runs out. Matthew 23, 12 says, Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. You can choose humility on your own and be in control of the outcomes, or you'll experience humility the hard way when it's not on your terms. You can choose to submit to Jesus as the Lord of your life now, or you'll be forced to bow before him when this life is over. The first option leads to God's blessing in this life and eternal life in paradise with God after that. The latter leads to eternal destruction. So let's get practical. What do you have in your life that needs to be cut right now? Is there a destructive habit that keeps pulling you back down? Is it a negative mindset that prevents you from believing good things about yourself? Is it something you're wasting valuable time on where you could be making progress towards a goal instead? Is it laziness or a lack of motivation that's keeping you from putting in the work to see results? Is it frustration from not seeing the results that you want in the time that you want? Is it a past hurt that you haven't let go of? Whatever it is that's holding you back, you need to cut it out. And the best option is always for you to be proactive and to get rid of it yourself now. If you wait, it'll grow into a bigger problem and will hurt so much more when it's cut from you. The next week, we'll look at how much potential is inside of you and just waiting to be realized. But for now, ask the Lord to search your heart and to reveal what's holding you back from living out your full potential and experiencing God's complete plan for your life. The truth is, no one likes getting cut. But if you followed along this far, that tells me that you don't mind doing the difficult things. It's not easy, but it is always worth it. Sometimes you just need to get rid of something to have room to grow. And as you make those decisions, you'll be freer and lighter and will be able to run your race with more endurance all the way to eternity. Thank you so much for joining along today with this episode. You know, I personally love sharing encouraging topics with you and talking about things that inspire us and motivate us to do uh, just better, to do great things, to dream big dreams and go after them. But (laughs) topics like what we talked about today, uh, I know that they're not easy to talk about and they're not even desirable to listen about all the time, but they are needed for us to keep growing, to keep getting better, to keep improving and to make the most of this time that we have here on earth. And so it's something that uh, just because it makes, makes us uncomfortable, we don't need to avoid it. We need to talk about it. Um, because, I mean, honestly, we've all experienced that. Uh, you are where you are today because of decisions that you've made, because things that you have cut out of your life, things that you've got rid of, and you have experienced the blessing that came from that, um, the growth that has happened from you making a decision to let go of a lesser thing 
to experience a greater thing. And ultimately, that's the journey we're taking. It's just so hard to trust that that is going to be the outcome when we're in the middle of something, when we're attached to something that is such a big part of our life. And even when we're attached to things that that we like to do, but aren't necessarily the best for us. You know, I got a rush of endorphins um, every time I won a match on that on that sniper game that I played on my phone so much. But I realized that wasn't the best use of my time. I was not making any kind of eternal impact from playing that game. Um, I wasn't making it being productive at all at home when I was wasting time playing that game instead of doing other things. And so uh, to make that decision, ultimately, it was to get rid of something that at the time I thought I enjoyed, but to replace it with things that uh, give me so much more meaning and um, are just so much more productive and better for me. And so uh, I'm trusting that you will be able to do the same. And let's just be honest about it. There's times where we don't have the strength on our own to make that decision. And sometimes it, it takes uh, just letting somebody else get close to you to help uh, just take an honest look at our life and to share with us things that we don't see. Uh, my wife is really good at that. I may not always agree with her in the time. Um, there may times be times that the discussion gets a little bit, a bit heated, but I realize that she has my best interest at heart and our family's best interest at heart. And she wants us to do what is best for God's kingdom and to follow his will for our lives. And there's times where she calls me out on things that um, I don't want to agree with her because it means letting go of something that I enjoy. But I realize she's right. And it's something that um, isn't productive and isn't what's best. So that's what this comes down to ultimately is letting go of some things that we may say is good, but it's not what's best for us. And God wants and has planned the best things for us. And so uh, let's just, before we end this episode today, let's just wrap up with prayer um, that God would reveal to us the things that uh, need to be uh, changed or cut out of our lives um, and that he would give us the strength to act on that. Lord, I thank you that you are such a good God, such a great uh, heavenly father to us, that you care so much about us and that you truly do have our best interest at heart. Lord, I ask that right now that for everyone listening, that you would reveal to us the things in our lives that are keeping us back, holding us back from experiencing um, our full natural potential here on earth, um, but also that are keeping us from experiencing your will for us. Lord, would you show us the things that need uh, to go from our lives and give us the strength to make those sometimes difficult decisions to act on that, to uh, let go of relationships that are holding us back, um, of of habits that have just become part of us, but they're not what's best for us. God, those things that we spend our time doing that they just aren't productive. They aren't helping us get anywhere or make a difference. Lord, help us to uh, have your have your vision to see beyond just the temporary. God, but to be able to to realize um, what the eternal significance is or what it could be if we'll move on from certain things and start making investments in things that do make an eternal difference. Lord, help us to follow your will. Walk with us through these moments and show us that that your plans, whatever it is that you ask us to give up, you will always replace it with something better because your way is always best. Lord, help us to follow you closely. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you so much for joining me. Have a great rest of your week. I hope you find a way to put this into practice this week. Um, and if you are making progress and you just need somebody to reach out to, um, feel free to send us a message. We would love to celebrate your journey with you and the decisions that you're making to be the best you can be. Um, but go out, make the most of every opportunity, get rid of things that don't need to be there, and let's live for eternity. God bless. God bless.